Hi everybody, it's Defend Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. I hope that you're doing very well. I thought I would take a little bit of a break from the political and personal aspects of applied philosophy and talk about how you can achieve greater business success in your career. And uh, just a few points about me so that I can establish, let's say, the tiniest shred of credibility before we continue. I got my first job when I was 11 back in, I guess, for what most of you in YouTube land would be, 1720. Um, putting the New York Times together in a bookshop on Sundays, which was great, because I got all the books that I could uh, <laughs> I could want from the bookstore for free, which was great. And, of course, honestly. And uh, I worked uh, through a variety of jobs uh, after that, paper route. Um, I was uh, a waiter. I worked in a convenience store. And then I began temping. And then I got my first job as a COBOL programmer at a bank, having never taken computer science in my life. <laughs> and um, then I uh, founded a company, I rose uh, to chief technical officer, sold the company, uh, and then had a uh, shorter stint as a marketing executive before quitting uh, real income and becoming a full-time internet philosopher, as you see before you now. So I have a little bit of experience floating up from the bottom to the top, and I thought that I would impart a few lessons that I learned along the way in the hopes of being able to get you greater satisfaction in your career and allowing you to really tap into your full potential, both from a career satisfaction standpoint and from the standpoint of um, of income, of course, and money is nice. Uh, I, as a chief technical officer and as a marketing executive, I traveled all over the United States and uh, uh, parts of Europe uh, doing presentations and closing deals, um, China uh, and other places. So I hope that um, my experience rising from <laughs> lowly bookstore employee to uh, a fairly seasoned executive will be of some use to you. So I'm going to take an example that a listener at Free Domain Radio brought to me uh, and, and asked me for my advice so that you can get a sense of how uh, the approach that we take at Free Domain Radio, the sort of philosophical Socratic approach that we take, can be very, very helpful for you in your business career. Philosophy is the all-discipline. It covers everything, and that's why, to me, it is the most exciting and fundamental discipline to, to grasp. So this guy... Uh, Nate, he came to me and he said, look, I have this problem at work. Uh, he's a contractor uh, in the IT field. And there's a guy, we'll call him Bob, who works at the company he works at, that Nate works at. And Bob is continually not giving Nate the necessary information, the information that Nate needs to get his job done. Which means that Nate then has to go and spend hours doing research because he can't get a hold of this guy. The guy doesn't return his phone calls or says, I'll get you the information later. And then it takes forever if it ever comes. So he, uh, Nate faces a significant roadblock uh, in his career, uh, in his career uh, efficiency or efficacy in terms of being uh, stalled by this guy who doesn't get him the information when he needs. So there's a number of different approaches that you can take um, that I've taken in, in the past, which can be helpful. Uh, I'll just touch on two sort of brief ones uh, that you can obviously sit down with a coffee with this guy. I, I wouldn't talk about the issues with him directly because people who are kind of difficult tend not to respond very well to the direct approach. But, you know, get to know the guy a little bit and so on and uh, ask him if you can schedule maybe half an hour of his time once a week. Uh, and just try and work it at a horizontal level and I think that's a useful thing to do. If the guy does turn out to be completely uh, uh, recalcitrant, then you're going to need to find other ways to solve the problem, because it is a problem that affects not just you, but the company that you work for. So uh, I, I would sort of do the following if I were in Nate's uh, shoes. I would go to 
uh, Bob's boss, uh, if I was not able to make any headway with, with Bob, I would go to Bob's boss. But I would have documented already the amount of time that, I need, that I, I'm spending doing research because I can't get answers from Bob. Right? So let's say that I spend five hours a week doing research because I can't get answers from Bob and I'm being paid um, $100 an hour. Well, that's $2,000 a month that the company is losing in lost productivity and so on. So what you do when you go to your boss... The important thing, always, 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 if you want to rise into the ranks of management, the absolutely essential thing is that you don't come to your boss with problems, but with solutions. You don't want to be that employee, you know, maybe you know these guys at work, right? They, they're going to come around and they complain about everything and they're negative and they're a downer and there's nothing but problems. You don't want to be one of those guys, right? You want your boss to be happy when you come into his or her office. You don't want to knock on the door, the boss looks up and it's like, oh, that guy. <laughs> He's got problems. He's going to bring my day down or whatever, right? And so, and you also don't want to bring really nasty tasks to your boss, if it can be avoided. I mean, sometimes it can. But you don't want to come to your boss and say, you know, this Bob guy, he's just not giving me what I need. It's really frustrating. You've got to talk to him, blah, blah, blah. Because then the boss is like, oh, great. So now I've got to deal with a permanent employee um, who's got personality problems or getting along with people problems, and that's unpleasant. I got to document it. I got this ugly confrontation, and I've had to fire a number of people in my career. It's never that fun. It's never fun at all. So you don't want to, or, or even disciplining people, right? So you don't want to bring that to your boss if you can at all avoid it. What you want to do is bring to your boss something that your boss can use to actually solve the problem. So again, if I were in eight shoes, I would document how much time, multiply it by my hourly rate, and then you can also tack on a 50% overhead for uh, and it could be more, it could be less, depends on where you work, for the, the, the office, the heating, the computer, the network, right? So it's 150 or $200 an hour. So it's you know three to $4,000 a month that is being lost because you can't get the information from this guy when you need it, right? So then you, so you, you've come with a problem, and the problem is defined, right? The problem is defined in financial terms because uh, companies are about money, they're about profit. So you come with the problem defined in financial terms. So it's not just you complaining that your job is harder to do. Because frankly, your boss doesn't care how hard your, your job is to do. I mean, maybe it be nice if they did, but, you know, your boss has his own career or her own career to worry about. And um, uh, it, it, nobody wakes up in the morning who's not you worrying how easy or hard your job is, right? I mean, the, your, your boss is going to be very interested in looking good himself or herself. Uh, and that comes from you doing a good job and so on. But going in and complaining that your job is tough and you have to do a lot of research and this guy's difficult doesn't motivate your boss that much, right? And you have to manage upwards to move upwards. So you go to your a boss and uh, you've defined the problem in financial terms. Well, three to four grand a month is going down the tubes because I don't have access to this guy. And then, so you've defined the problem in, in abstract, monetary, impersonal terms, right? Impersonal terms. And then you come up with a solution, right? Because bosses love implementing solutions. They don't love getting problems that they have to try and figure out. So you also go to your boss and you say, look, if I can get a half hour of this guy's time once a week, like dedicated across the table, no interruptions, FaceTime, then I can reduce the amount of research that I have to do from five hours to zero or whatever, right? But let's just say five hours to zero a week. So the way that I see it, an hour of this guy's time, sorry, half an hour of this guy's time, half an hour of my time adds up to 200 bucks 
right? Times uh, times four uh, weeks in a month is eight hundred bucks. Uh, so we spend eight hundred bucks to save three to four thousand dollars. And managers in general prefer repetitive cost savings to one-time cost savings. Saying to a company, "I'll save you ten thousand dollars once," is not as good as saying, "I will save you two thousand dollars a month," because that you can plan for. The rest of it's just kind of free money that that's more almost more work to manage the exception than it is to the benefit of, of creating that sudden inflow of cash. So you want those repetitive savings. You want to bring that to your boss. So now what's happening is you have defined the problem in objective terms. You've brought a solution which is sellable in terms of the other person's uh, responsibilities. It's sellable in terms of the money that it saves. It's productive. It's positive. It's, you know, all of these kinds of things. And... That is the kind of solution that you bring that is going to help you to move up in the ranks of management, right? People don't just, I mean, if you want to know what it's like from a management position, and I've mentored a number of people in my career, managers don't look down at, at the sea of employees and just, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick this guy and mentor him. What they do is they look for people who have initiative, who have the ability to define issues in business terms, which is not my job is difficult, or I don't like having to do all this research, or this is a waste of time, or this guy's a jerk, or those aren't business issues, fundamentally, right? I mean, business issues are, look, you're spending four grand a month here. If we do it my way, you're going to save over $3,000 a month, which is pretty good, right? And then, see, what happens is if, uh, if, if you hand this solution to, to your boss, right, that it's just about saving money and it's about being productive and it's about you thinking about the company's interests, right? Because this management is not supposed to, you know, to be a good manager, you have to look at the big picture. You have to look at the company's interests as a whole and manage everything according to the goals of profit and, and growth. So when you bring this solution to your boss, what you're doing, and if you can even package it, right, I mean, that's even better, right? Like if you can package it, a spreadsheet, a presentation, uh, whatever it is, right? You don't have to go overboard for something small, but then what happens is the boss has some paperwork, right? Write it down, hand it to, to your boss. The boss has paperwork. So when your boss has to meet with Bob, the knowledge hoarder, then... He can say, or you can you can suggest a meeting with the three of you together, right? Um, but then the boss can say, "Look, this is a this is not, you know, Nate has a problem with you. You've got to give him information because that's not measurable, right? Where the problem is not measurable, the solution is not measurable, and nobody wants to touch it with a ten foot pole, right? So uh, if you say, because you can also say, "Look, I'm sure that Bob doesn't appreciate me interrupting him five times a week or ten times a week. If we get this stuff squared away once a week." Uh, that would be fantastic. If that's you, if you need more than that, then it's 10 minutes a day, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that you can work out. But then your boss can sit down with you guys and say, look, here's what I understand, right? Nate is spending five hours, which costs us, you know, this amount per month. Uh, if you guys can have one hour, 45 minutes, half hour a week, whatever, then it's going to save us this amount a month. And you sort of debate this kind of stuff. And then, of course, Bob has the ability to say, look, I have no time, blah, 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 blah. But then the boss then you can say, well, I mean, I certainly don't want to displace higher value activities from uh, Bob's list of things to do, right? So then you have a criteria, right? So if an hour of Bob's time that he's spending on some other task is generating less than the savings that your proposed solution is going to generate, less than three to $4,000 a month, then clearly that task is going to get displaced or, or sent to somebody else who makes less money. Right, So what you're doing is you're creating a rational and objective hierarchy of how you can prioritize, how your boss can prioritize these kinds of things. And that is, is how you uh, bring solutions to management. And that's how you 
get into management. You get into management by bringing packaged, objective, rational, business-savvy solutions to your bosses so that they understand that you look at the big picture, that you can understand what makes the company money, what's really important, that you're thinking like a business person, uh, that your uh, objections are to inefficiencies, not to people, to loss of profit, not to uh, personal issues. And once, because you've got to distinguish yourself from the sea of employees that bosses deal with. And once your boss realizes that you're already thinking like a manager, then you will inevitably move into the position of manager, which is a lot more satisfying than being told what to do all the time. So I hope that this helps. Uh, if you have any other questions or business issues, I would be more than happy to make this a regular feature. Um, but I really hope that you will take this to heart and give it a shot. Define things objectively, bring solutions to management, not problems, and very soon you will be in management. So I hope that this helps. Thank you so much. Feel, feel free to visit the website at freedomainradio.com, and I will talk to you soon.